Welcome to Spark, our weekly inspirational podcast full of actionable ideas for strategically preparing your business and yourself for anything that may come your way. I'm your host, Stephanie Redcross West, and now let's jump into our next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to our live show and our opportunity to kind of talk about this journey, this roadmap that we are all on as we are building our businesses and as we're growing as vegan and plant-based professionals. I always wanted to take a few minutes to just welcome everyone to the session, whether you are watching this for the first time or whether you are watching this um, and maybe coming back to it, or maybe it's the first time you're joining. Let me know that you're here. Oh, Ellen, I see your notes. Hopefully you are able to see us now. We had a little bit of a slow start, so that's why we weren't here. But today I want to talk about the idea of setting the tone. Often when we're running our businesses, often when we are managing our day-to-day tasks, whether you're full-time on your business, whether you're part-time on your business, or whether you're managing it on the side, what I always want to talk about and give people encouragement around is finding that office space or finding that way of kind of setting up your office so it can increase your productivity. So you can get done the things that you want to get done. Oh, Ellen, thanks so much. Glad you're all good and able to see us today. So what I want to do is talk about some of the things that I tend to do, talk about some of the things that I recommend to people as they're building out their office space. And I want to talk about why this is so important. Now, when I talk about office space, I know not all of us have the luxury of having a dedicated office, especially if you're working from home, you may have your designated nook. But no matter where you're working, I think the key that I want you to take away today and probably my number one tip of the day is making sure that you do have a dedicated space. I know for many of us, we've been pushed into this remote environment. Um, some of you might have been working at co-working spaces. Some of you might have been kind of out and about because you were traveling. No matter how you've managed your day, what I want you to do is this year, especially under the conditions that we're all running our businesses, I want you to figure out what is going to be your designated work area for you in 2021. Now, even if it's just a little space over here, even if it's like these two spaces, you maybe have two different options. One's an option for a place that you work, and maybe another's an option if you need to be on video calls. I want you to establish that as your workspace. I really find that that's one of the key differentiators for many of us as we're trying to be productive, as we're trying to get stuff done in our businesses. If you don't have a dedicated place to work, What tends to happen is you can have distractions all around you. You could start working in one place and something happens or something goes down in your house, especially if you're working from home, that can pull you away. And if you don't have a dedicated spot, you can't communicate to the rest of the world 
or everyone else in your home that, hey, I'm in work mode right now. Because if you're moving all around and working from different places, they don't know when you're working and when you're not working. So I highly, highly recommend finding a dedicated spot. Now, for anybody who's watching us live, or if you're watching this as a replay, my first question to you is, do you have a dedicated place for work? Do you have a dedicated place that you sit down every day? Or like I said, maybe it's two different locations, depending on the top type of work, so you can get things done. I'd love to hear, post it in the comments, because I really feel like that's the number one key to being productive and having this kind of place. Now, once you get your nook, while I'm waiting for those comments to come in, I want to talk about what do you do in that nook? How do you make that nook your own? How do you make it so it works for you? A couple of things that I'm going to recommend. Number one, I want you to have space to work. I know that sounds like counterintuitive. I know that sounds like, of course, I need to have space. But if I asked many of you to send me a picture of your nook, I bet you some of you are working in between other things. There's books on the table. There's other items on the table. You know, you don't have enough space for you for your laptop and a space for you to write and a space for your cell phone. I want you to have enough room for your working utensils in a sense. So if you're a notebook person, if you you have a um, laptop, a phone, a tablet, all of that needs a home in your nook so that when you come into nook and come into work mode, you can set everything up. You can set it up and reorganize it so you're ready to go. Now, Now, when I say making sure you have room, the reason I want you to have room and one thing I want you to really make sure you're thinking about is what is your ideal workspace look like? And let's just break down the desk. And I want to keep it real for everyone out here. Let me know when you have your desk, do you keep it clean? Do you keep it clear? Or does it have all of the history of what you've worked on for the last two months? Now, be honest with me. Let me know in the comments. Because one thing I find that has really helped me start my day fresh to help me not feel burdened, not feel like, oh my goodness, I have a gazillion things to get done. I'm always behind is by literally cleaning my desk. I know. Once again, another one of those, of course, Stephanie, but I can't tell you how many people don't clean their desk. And I can't tell you how much I didn't do it until I convinced myself that it was a priority. Because what I always want to do is be able to close down the chapter of the previous week, close down the chapter even of the previous day, and be able to start fresh. And one way to do that is to have an actual visual reminder of that. That visual reminder of that you're not just dragging everything forward, that you're starting fresh with the day. And what that means for me is it means clearing off my desk. If I printed out a lot of materials, making sure I look at those materials, deciding if they need to be filed away, shredded, or what needs to happen with them. I tend to keep my desk fairly clear. And what I mean by that is I used to use scrap paper all the time because I was like, oh, I'm going to recycle. I want to make sure that the scrap paper I'm reusing. But what I found is I didn't need to print. So I stopped printing as much as I used to print. I started using things more digital, so I didn't have a lot of scrap paper, and then I moved to a notebook. And what I ended up doing is I picked a notebook to put everything in on my desk. Now, I know when you look at this notebook, it looks teeny tiny, because if you look at the size of my fist and you look at the size of the notebook, it's small. Anyone who's listening to this as our podcast, just to give you a sense of the size, 
Um, it doesn't have the exact size on here, but I'm going to say it's like four by six as far as a notebook. So it's pretty small. But the reason why I use a notebook for everything I'm doing on my desk is that when I used to use paper and envelopes and sheets of paper, my desk was a mess by the end of the week. Now, let me know in the comments, anybody else have one of those messy desks by the end of the week? And a lot of that was because I was really grabbing anything to make notes on. I was grabbing anything to capture information. I was literally just using and going through paper, even though I thought I was being recycling conscious and I was using the backs of sheets of paper. What I found is I needed to reorganize my desk so that ideas and information were not floating everywhere. So I got a notebook to put everything in. Now I got a small notebook for a reason. What I want to do is use a fresh sheet of paper every day. Now, because I didn't want to waste paper, that's why I was using the backs and the fronts um, and all different paper, I got a smaller notebook because what I found is most of my notes in the day would fit into two pages or so, maybe two half pages or so. So by getting a notebook that's the size of the amount of information I'm filling in at a time, it helped me cut down on paper. The other thing I started to do is I got a notebook, if you can see here. It has lines on one side. Actually, let me just go to a blank sheet of paper. Lines on one side and blank on the other side. And what this did for me to organize my desk, organize my scenario, is it allows me to have a to-do list that I create every single day. And then it allows me a blank sheet of paper to write notes and ideas and information. If I finish my to-do list for that day, guess what? I turn the page, start fresh. It's okay if I use another two sheets of paper that's okay as long as I use them completely. And sometimes I'll go through two of these a day because what I was trying to do or get away from is not having a desk that has everything everywhere. Everything needs to be printed out. Instead, I want it to organize. So that's the one thing that I want you to kind of take away from today is kick the chaos out of your desk. Now, for some of you, a notebook may not be it. Maybe you need something else. And for me, my biggest thing was deciding what really resides on my desk. So when I look at my desk, just so anyone who's listening and watching, there's very few things on my desk. I have a phone on my desk. I have my uh, my notebook on my desk. I have my keyboard and my mouse and all that good stuff. I have a coaster because I always try to drink some water or some tea or something like that on the desk. I have my headphones that I use for work. Everything that's on my desk are only things that I use every day. My desk does not keep anything on, on it that is something I don't utilize every day. Everything else is somewhere else because I don't want my desk to be the storage place of like yesteryears. I don't want my desk to be kind of everything that I've ever had. Hey, Sharnice, it's good, good to see you. I know what you mean about that desk. I have had that issue and what I end up doing to help myself organize, to help myself keep my desk a little bit clear is at the end of the week, I do a cleaning. Now I'm not great. I don't do great with cleaning every day. I do it every once in a while. But as a general rule on Sunday, I make sure that I clean off my desk of anything from the previous week and always start with a clean desk. And when I start with a clean desk, it's only the things I use every day. So my microphone's on my desk. Um, like I said, my earphones are on my desk. What I'll do is I'll clean up things like this. 
Have you ever had this like old earrings on your desk? Um, I'll have cups or glasses from previous days. I know for many of you, your desk is kind of like a history of your week. And what I want you to do is change that moving forward. I want your desk to be a place for clean thought. I want your desk to feel like a fresh start. And when you can start to make your desk in your office feel like that, then your days and really your work will feel less burdensome. All right, now we talked about desk. I just wanted to talk about that because that's one thing that has really, really helped me, even though it's a practical thing and many of us think about, what I found is I needed to put that in place. The next stage is making sure your nook or your room has all the things that you need. So let's start talking about some of those things that you need. What I find is I need a place for me to do video. I do a lot of video in the day. I do video whether it's these live sessions or I'm doing sessions when I'm talking to people on Zoom. So you want to make sure you sit down and say, where am I going to do video? Where is there a quiet place? Where is there a door closed? How is my background? And literally set aside. I found I used to have a kind of office where I had to like move the desk and move things. And it took me like 30 minutes, 40 minutes to set up for video or set up if I needed to be on video. I totally changed that about almost two years now ago. And what I've done is I've set up locations so I can be on video. Like what you're seeing right now is my video wall. It's a wall that's a solid wall. I painted it this specific color. So if you look at the rest of my room and for any of you who are, oops, just hit a light. Any of you who are on our podcast, I'm just going to describe this for you. I have a totally different color on the rest of my office. And what I did is I painted the color that I liked on the rest of the office, which is a little bit lighter, bluish gray color. But on this wall, I painted it gray so I could use it as a backdrop wall. I used paint because I didn't want the hassle of having backdrops and changing things. And I learned online from photography and so forth that you can make a gray wall white, you can make a gray wall black um, by how much lighting you had on it. So I picked the idea of having my video wall be a specific color and using that as a backdrop anytime I'm going to record live, anytime I'm going to be doing any live sessions because I found I did a lot of that. Then what I did is I created an opposite wall in my office. My opposite wall in my office is kind of my branded wall. You'll see sometimes when people are doing live sessions, they have these kind of items behind them that have their logo stacked multiple times, or they'll have a logo or an image behind them. I have one of those walls in my office specifically because if I want to do some filming and have branding behind me, I have a wall for that. Now, for some of us, you don't have a full office. You can't put that in place. Nothing wrong with that. What I would do is then recommend that you at least have one wall or one area you can be in front of that can consistently be used. Now, I love having bookcases. I love having all that kind of backdrop behind you as well. But I tend to shy away from it for a couple of different reasons. Some of it is just maintenance. I don't want to have to maintain that look. I want to be able to go video live. I want to be able to quickly move into things. And when I found I had my bookcases and all those out here, I wasn't doing a good job maintaining it. So if you're having a hard time maintaining a clean desk, maintaining a clean bookcase behind you is even more work. So if possible, try to find a plain wall to be against. So that way, when you're doing video conferences, video calls, 
live sessions and so forth, you can always go live and go live with confidence that you have the right backdrop. All right. The other thing I've started to do is I've started to organize my room kind of in sections, my office in sections. So I have a little nook for my calendar. I have a little nook for a whiteboard wall so I can do kind of whiteboarding and brainstorming. And then I took everything out of my office and stuck it in my closet. Now, that's just me. The reason I did that is I wanted a distraction-free zone. Now, my room kind of looks a little bit plain and very basic. But what I've loved about that is that I can set up and move my room around for any purpose I have in that day because I don't have a lot of permanent fixtures in my room. I don't have a lot of things that are taking up space like printers and so forth. All of my printers, my routers, all that stuff's in the closet. All of my lighting kits, all that stuff resides in a closet. So finding a closet that can house your file cabinets and all that good stuff, at least for me, has been great because we tend to live our world. I put everything physically in a calendar, but when I do planning, I move to my online, on, excuse me, on the wall calendar. And what I ended up doing is strategically deciding where it would be. So while I'm on this wall right now for video, this wall is actually shared with my whiteboard calendar. So anyone who's watching this as a video, you'll be able to see it. Anyone who's listening to this as a podcast, just jump online and check out the video and you'll see it. But this is how I can have a planning calendar on my wall, but set it up strategically so it's never in the shot. And that's what I want you to do with your office. I want your office to become functional. I want your office nook to be something that makes it easy for you to do those things. And I would say if there's one big takeaway I have for today is to figure out what's that number one thing that you're doing often in your business and redesign the way you lay out your desk, redesign the way you set up your room, change the way you do things like I did with notes so that you can be not only better organized, but feel like the things that you do all the time, your office is designed to make them easier. That would be my wish for you. That would be my recommendation for you. And that's the biggest thing that I've changed over the years. And I want to recommend that many of you take that on as maybe a mission for you in the next seven days to look at your nook, look at your office and change just one thing that will make it easier for you to get things done that you do often. Yes, it's great to organize things for the odd scenarios or in case it can happen, but I don't want you to do things based on in case or maybes. I want you to organize your office based on frequency. So if you're always on live, I want you to find a way to go live, have lighting, all that set up five minutes or less. If you're a person that takes a lot of notes, I want you to either upgrade or change your note-taking tools or consider using automated tools. I use a tool called Otter so that I can take notes after my meeting. I just click a button on my phone. It records my voice, transcribes it into text, pretty good, especially to capture the moment. And that way I have notes I can go to after my meeting to reference. I don't have to write down so much information because I can do an audio transcript right at the end of my meetings. These are the things I've put in place to make it easier. 
to make it simpler, to make the things that I do all the time easier. And I wanted to share them with you today and also remind you that this is something you can do. Don't try to fix everything. Don't try to organize yourself to the max. Don't try to solve it all. Instead, I want you to focus on one thing that would make your office more efficient and make it easier for you to get things done. Hey, Sharnice, glad you're saying that. You got, I'm so glad that you got that calendar. I can't wait for you to get that up on the wall and also using things for notes. It is so great to see. So I want to wrap up today's session. I don't want to keep everyone too long, but I hope today maybe inspired you, gave you some recommendations, or maybe you're thinking about your office space a little bit differently. Not that I want you to just undo everything that you've done before. Not that I want you to look around and look at all the problems in your office or in your nook. Instead, I want to make sure that you can say, yes, my office is working for me. It helps me do A, B, and C quickly and faster than I've ever been able to do before because I made this one change. Now, if you want some extra credit, let me know in the comments what that one change you're planning to make. And then also let me know how it goes and send me some updates and some photos so I can see what that one big change has made a difference for you. All right. Thank you, everyone. It was great seeing you. Thank you so much for joining us live. Great to see you as well. Ellen, I'm really, really happy that this helped. Can't wait to see a photo maybe of any of the changes that you've made. And I look forward to seeing everyone in our next live session or seeing us in our next podcast. Take care, everyone. Bye.